Swinet. It's time for a new era of communication in the swine industry. One that you can get the latest updates while commuting or driving to farms. Here you will have the brightest minds of the global swine industry in your pocket. Also, we see that if ingredients are expensive and we have a live market, we may be wasting our money with high amino acid density because the product won't pay the investment. Our recommendations normally don't reach biological potential, but it's a mix with economics. Swinet Podcast is only possible with the support of forward-looking and innovative sponsors like Elanco's Prevacent, a new PERS Spective. Visit prevacent.us to learn more. NutriQuest, experts serving producers and delivering breakthrough solutions. Genesis, the first power in genetics. Zinpro, essential trace minerals, exceptional performance. Every pig, a simple yet powerful pig health and production management tool. Just all, always one step ahead in swine feeding. Welcome to Swine Eat Podcast. My name is Marcel Gonçalves, your host for today's episode. This episode's sponsor highlight is about every pig. The truth is precision swine production is not the future, it is the present. Every Pig is the Intelligent Pig Health Platform. It is a simple yet powerful pig health and production management tool. Request a free 20-minute demonstration at www.everypig.co slash swineit. Hello everyone. Today's episode will cover nutritionist's role in a breeding stock genetic company. And with us, we have Dr. Justina Caldas. Um, she's a friend here from several years ago and uh, we were just thinking hey um, you know poultry and swine are fairly similar and uh, and I was like well what's going on here on the, on the research side of things in poultry uh, I personally don't follow a lot the poultry research so it would be great to get a to get a summary on that regard as well as um, her experiences as a nutritionist in a genetic company. So with that, uh, hi, Justina. Hi, Marcio. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, yeah, so you can just tell us about your career so far and how did you get involved in livestock production? Uh, that would be great. I was born and raised in Peru, and I got involved in livestock production since infancy. My dad was involved in agriculture, and we all helped in the daily chores, mm -hmm. feeding and cleaning the animals. Uh, it was a small family business, and I grew up around chickens. Mm -hmm. Then after, I went to the Agrarian University in Lima, Peru, where I got my bachelor's degree in animal science. Nice. And then I started me my career with swine nutrition. But on the way, I got involved into poultry because of the opportunities I had and the high chicken meat consumption in my country wow. compared to pork. <laughs> so I worked about six years before I moved to the U.S. in 2012. Mm -hmm. Once here, I got my PhD in broiler and breeder nutrition at the University of Arkansas in 2015. After I finished my studies, I was hired by Cobantris, which is a global breeding company. Wow. There are only two meat-type chicken breeding companies in the world, and Cobb is one of them. So there is a big responsibility for us to produce the next generation of chickens that are going to feed the world. For me, 
to feed the pedigree, great-grandparents, and grandparents of the chickens at GOP is a major task. It has been very challenging, but very rewarding at the same time. It's a unique experience for me, since we sell genetic stock into many countries, and being part of the World Technical Team, my travel time is a big part of my life, and I love it. So far, I have been in 32 countries in four years, and it's still exciting to travel and learn the different production and feeding systems around the world. Very nice. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. A lot, lots of exposure there. I I remember one one time I was traveling in Peru and and I saw a lot of uh of the barns are very close to the ocean, right? So, Justina, as we think about poultry production in general today, what are the hot topics? As an industry, we always face challenges all the time. And the hot topics right now are uh, antibiotic-free production, for sure. Mm -hmm. At this moment, more than 50% of the U.S. industry is ABF. This means antibiotics cannot be used in hatcheries water or feed, mm. and no ionophores can be used to control coccid. This is different than Europe, where they still can use ionophores because the products are classified differently by the government there. Mm -hmm. Also, countries in Asia are going ABF, which is not easy for the tropical weather and disease challenges they have. Mm. The change to ABF production has resulted in challenges for many production companies. A renewed emphasis on biosecurity, egg hygiene, hatchery sanitation, and brooding conditions are necessary to prevent early mortality in production companies that cannot use antibiotics in the hatchery or in the feed. Many food and production companies are moving towards 100% avoidance of products that have use in human medicine. This is the result of the focus on One Health and being judicious with antibiotic use in animal medicine and human medicine. There may be specific antibiotics that have no human health analog and may be able to be used if a company has a policy that is more health focused instead of a hand. Mm -hmm. We are learning that the microbiota is very complex. It changes with age, with type of ingredient, interactions with the environment and others, and that's why probably the results of using additives are more inconsistent compared to using antibiotics. Right. This scenario will push us to learn more and overcome this issue. Animal welfare is another hot topic and is closely linked with the focus on poultry health, efficiency, and improved management. Many national poultry associations Live production companies and food companies are developing standards about how poultry should be raised and handled. For example, at COP, we have a Department of Animal Welfare with professionals who conduct welfare audits, teach and bring the latest technology to our farmers and production staff to improve animal welfare. We already do follow animal welfare practices in our operations that meet or exceed national guidelines for poultry welfare because it's the right thing to do. It improves the life of our chickens and it increases the productivity of our flocks. This is part of our company value and our commitment to take care of the chickens and in the most humane way possible. The new generations of people want to know more about their food, how it is produced, 
and where is it coming from? The activists, the animal rights groups take advantage of this and try to misguide these young consumers showing images and videos that don't show what most of the industry does. To counteract this negative message, we need to be more progressive in communicating why and what we do and need to take responsibility and be more proactive to deliver the right message to the public. Another hot topic is meat quality. The genetic companies have played a major role on making our chicken very efficient and the broiler companies have always asked for more meat. So the breeding companies that remain in the market today are the ones that have provided broiler breeders, broiler breeds that are more productive in terms of carcass yield and efficiency of feed conversion. In addition to focusing on meat efficiency, the geneticists are also very focused on meat quality now. The supply chain wants to have maximum yield of saleable meat and so there is a lot of research and emphasis on understanding what nutritional, genetic, and processing factors can contribute to meat quality. Interesting. That makes total sense. Yeah, similar, similar in that regard on the on the swine side. So, what uh, has been interesting findings in poultry nutrition in the last uh, year, two years uh, that you can share with us? Amino acid research has always been in our agenda as we find big responses to amino acid increases, especially lysine, what we believe this is result coming from the need to build more meat. We have improved 0.4% of breast meat per year and dropped feed conversion ratio in about two points per year, which means that we need 20 grams less feed to achieve one kilo body weight. The broilers are eating less, but they need to build meat, and that's most likely where the response is coming. Most of the nutrition is formulated in digestible amino acid bases, and we use synthetic glycine, methionine, threonine, and some valine. Having high amino acids in the feed accelerate the growth more than the one anticipated by the genetic companies, and the customer needs to be prepared to give them proper conditions like proper housing, more ventilation, and adjustments in the management. Otherwise, we lose this advantage. Also, we see that if ingredients are expensive and we have a live market, we may be wasting our money with high amino acid density because the product won't pay the investment. Our recommendations normally don't reach biological potential, but it's a mix with economics. We help our customers to make their own decisions that's going to make them more profit. On the energy side, um, what would be a typical energy level for a poultry diet? Um, and do you, ha- do you use some oil, added oil or fat, or not very common? On the other hand, the response to energy increments has not been as high as the amino acids. We see little response until 21 days, and after that, the increment in energy reduces the feed conversion, which is good. However, I believe that we need to take advantage of the feeding day capabilities of our broilers and feed them diets not too rich in energy, especially if they drop in feed conversion ratio due to lower intake and not better weight gain. We see that over feeding energy can build up more abdominal fat, which in many markets is undesirable. Very nice. Um, so as we transition here now to you know to your role as a nutritionist in a genetic company, uh, how you and your team work to make sure the recommendations are appropriate appropriate for the latest genetics. 
so what, what is that role of a nutritionist in a genetic company? Every year our chicken is new. It's more efficient. And I feel sometimes that the nutritionists are playing catch up on the needs of this chicken. When we finish a set of recommendations, we have a new chicken. However, fundamentals are the same. So we constantly work on how our rollers respond to main nutrients like energy and amino acids, which are the most expensive nutrients in the feed, and create more impact to our customers. We have research facilities in the US, Brazil, and Europe, and we also sponsor research at the universities around the world, depending on the needs of the industry. Our recommendations are only a start point because no one recommendation is going to satisfy every customer in the world. And that's why we provide our technical service to help them adjust based on their markets. We also use growth models to help us predict better our recommendations because it takes time and a big investment to do research. Genesis is the largest independent producer of high health registered purebred swine in the globe, having over 80% of all registered purebred breeding stock in Canada. The Genesis genetic program uses genomic selection strategies focused on productivity, faster growth, efficiency, high yield, and meat quality. To know more, go to genesis.com. G-E-N-E-S-U-S dot com. It is time to our famous three. So uh, as we transition to the three questions, Justina, that we ask every guest, the first one is, uh, what is your preferred book about poultry production or nutrition? Nutrition, nutrition of the Chicken from Dr. Scott and the revisions made by Leeson and Summers is a very good source for new nutritionists since it focuses in the review of history and main nutrients for poultry. Right, that's awesome. How about a book in general? I enjoy reading personal development books, like the ones from Wayne Dyer, like Inner Wisdom, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, and many other authors out this on this topic. It teaches you how personal development can make a big impact in your life. And I think it's a great complement with the professional training that we get. Very nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I like those those books as well. Uh, not those specifically. I'm, I'm not familiar with those, but, but just the category in general. Very cool. Uh, and then lastly, Justina, in your opinion, what separates successful uh, poultry professionals from those that are not? One of the main qualities that separates successful professionals is the constant hunger to keep learning and accept change. It's good to have the fundamentals rooted, but it's also important to accept that we have a different chicken than 20 years ago, and even different from last year. We have a more efficient chicken, but with that we have new challenges as well, and accepting change and adjust makes us successful. I always say that a good nutritionist is the one who visits the chicken house, the feed mills, and most importantly, the farmers, our customers. We can be good nutritionists behind the desk. And another important quality is modesty and the ability to listen. We nutritionists want to talk all the time and participate in every conversation and meeting uh, because I think we can provide support. But we need to listen first. And just with that, sometimes the problems are solved. 
That makes total sense. I love it. I really, really appreciate your time, Justina. It's always uh, awesome to hear what's going on on the poultry side of things. And uh, uh, thanks so much. Thanks. Hey, everyone. We just crossed 15,000 downloads of our episodes, and I wanted to say thank you. Please share our episodes with as many people as you can so we can continue to impact the life of swine professionals from around the globe with the wisdom of our great guests. Before you go, make sure to get in our waitlist for the Swine Talks Web Conference, the first online conference of the global swine industry, an update on hot topics, and we even gonna have some controversial topics of the global swine industry. So you can leverage that knowledge in your day today. Go to swinetalks.com and get on our wait list. We'll talk soon.